Hello, and welcome to Digital Artcast, hosted by Gordon Neal. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Procreate, the most advanced painting app ever designed for a mobile device. We'll be discussing the app a little more later in the episode, as well as giving away a free copy. But for now, let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Digital Artcast. Um, another episode has came around this month, and I'm getting to speak to the amazing Damar, um, or people may also know him as Darko Markovic. Uh, yay, I got it right. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, Darmar here. <laughs> um, yeah, we were actually uh, just having a hilarious conversation about because we just I just interviewed uh, Derek, and uh, obviously you were saying that you and him are, are, are brothers from another mother. Um, yeah. He was born on the left side, I was born on the right, <laughs> and everybody knows that on the right people are much better than on the left, so yeah, he is, you know, right. yeah, a, yeah. an evil version of me. <laughs> ah, right, I see. <laughs> Evil's there, He's brother. a great guy. He's yeah, great man. Guy. Yeah, As man. you were talking, I, I met him in, in, on IFCC this year, in April, mm-hmm. and then we were in Bulgaria, and we were lecturers there, and we hang out a lot. And people were confusing us all the time, which was quite funny, you know. Yeah. Every time they thought I was Derek, and yeah. it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. as I tell him always, I'm a much better looking guy, even though <laughs> other people don't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you would agree, sure agree Darko. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a, a bit of a change for the usual structure in the podcast because we, we, you know, we tend to speak to people who have had, um, you know, a kind of long career in the industry, or people who have made kind of great strides to work in multiple projects. You know, even Derek. You know, Derek's. You know, like he says, he's only been a couple of years in the industry. You know, five or six, but he's, you know, he's worked on some massive projects. Um, but you, Darko, are probably one of the first people I've had on who is very fresh faced to the industry. So you know, just kind of, you know, foot in the door. You know, kind of just starting out. Um, and you know you've, you spoke about you're working on some big projects but obviously you're under NDA so you can't speak about them um, but yeah I mean I remember back a couple of years back um, seeing your stuff on ArtStation when you won one of the competitions um, and then obviously your stuff so far you know it, it's been incredible to watch you know like you said only being a couple of years in the industry your, your stuff is obviously talked about with people I know and you know I've seen people, things on ArtStation and you know, things you've been publishing for your book um, so probably just dive into um, you know, where you started, you know, where you got your, your initial um, inspiration to get in the industry um, and why you started Concept Art specifically. Please don't stop. Continue talking about me in good way. I am enjoying <laughs> this. <laughs> well, yeah, man. You know, uh, the Art Station competition, it was only one year ago. If you can imagine that, it was in yeah. April. Yeah. In April, one year ago. Actually, May. I know that because it was IFCC. And... Yeah, I'm a fresh face still because I'm there only for two years, even though I was a designer before that, but I wasn't a concept designer. I didn't know what it was. Right. And I was a car designer, industrial designer. I have bachelor in industrial design here in Belgrade and uh, I, right. have, uh, I have a car design uh, masters that I got from Lamborghini in Milano, Italy. Uh, and I was there until 2011, right. which was a fun period of my life. Cool. And I enjoyed it quite a lot. But... I was like, uh, I already talked about 
how I got here that I lost my job in the industry and that I couldn't uh, and I couldn't stay because of my passport. Right. And it's you know it's a big problem. It was a big uh, it's a depressing moment when you can't stand somewhere because of some kind of piece of paper. And yeah. You don't even realize how big of a thing it is until you see it. Yeah. So it was really devastating for me, and I had to move to concept art. Yeah. But to be honest, let's talk about the side of the story that other people don't know. As I told us of myself, I'm not going to tell everything in one interview, but I'm going to share pieces of my life because I don't like talking a lot about my life. As everybody sees that on Facebook, I'm not a guy that talks about my personal life. But yeah. I had also, before I became a car designer, people heard that story, the guys that talked with me and I talked about it. Mm-hmm. But before I became a car designer or concept designer or anything of that, mm-hmm. I was a student, you know. Right, yeah. And I'm a very passionate guy and I'm a very stubborn guy and uh, I talk quite a lot as everybody can see. Yeah. And uh, when I was a student, I was trying to enroll in design. Yeah. I wanted to be a designer, you know. And it's I, I wasn't one of those kids that uh, drew all the time, like most of the people in the industry. And I'm always like, when I listen to them, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not like that. I'm so bad, you know. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that uh, I used to do a lot of mathematics and stuff like that, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. My, my father is a mechanical engineer, right. so there is no art in my family. Actually, there is, but that's a different story. Yeah. And uh, I was always pursuing some different career, but somewhere around 16 years of age, mm-hmm. I started doing 3D. Right. I fell in love with 3D. Mm-hmm. That was my first touch. And I didn't know much about the industry, that there is 2D, 3D, blah, blah, blah. I thought everything was uh, 3D. Right. So I was working on uh, on uh, 3D projects and modeling, but I was never a typical 3D modeler. I always liked to model my stuff from the head, which right. I must say didn't look so good because I didn't have the sense of design, but I loved it. Right, and, yeah. And, you know, uh, while I was starting to prepare for the university, my father would always say, don't become a designer, you know, you, there is no money there. Mm. Become become something uh, else. Maybe architecture, because, you know, architecture is not art. It's a little bit mathematics. It's a little bit art. Yeah. And I wanted to enroll in the University of Belgrade of Architecture. Yeah. And I was preparing for one year. Yeah. And eventually I didn't enter. And I got, uh, I missed 0.5 points to enter. Oh God. Wow. I was 290, let's say 96 or something like that, and the 95 guy entered. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, so Destiny put his finger there, and I didn't enter. Yeah. And um, I was I was devastated then. You know, it was because I was a kid. I had 18 years, and I didn't understand life very much. Yeah. And everything that happens, then you're crying about everything mostly. Yeah. So, so I, was, uh, I was talking with my father, and my father was like, listen, Darko, you are not going to pause a year. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. And yeah. I told him, but I want to enter university. I want to do architecture, blah, blah, And he was like, why don't you go on industrial design, but it's a private university. Right. And I was like, I don't want to go there because it's a little bit different here than in the rest of the world. Private universities, you go and you pay for diploma and you finish there. Right. So before I even entered, uh, I wanted to apply to the regular university, but they told me, that I don't have talent and that I should never do that. Oh, wow. Because, uh, because it's, uh, people are, how can I say that in English? People are very conservative. And when you are, they're looking at someone else's work, they're mostly seeing what's on the plate. 
Yeah. But problem is when you're looking like that, you don't see the other sides of a person. Since I wasn't drawing as a kid, mm. I wasn't a good drawer. And yeah. the university where I wanted to apply, 200 kids apply and only four are accepted and they all draw like beasts. I mean, at that point, when you're expecting, you draw like beasts. Yeah. And I wasn't that good because yeah. I never drew before. Mm. And they drew the whole life. They went to high schools that had art and everything. I didn't have that, but I had something else. I was a very stubborn person and I work a lot. Yeah. And uh, I have a sense of uh, design. I have a sense of storytelling and stuff like that, but yeah. I didn't know how to draw. So when you present, when you're drawing a naked woman mm-hmm. on that exam, I mean, that doesn't have to do a lot of the design or your design thinking. Yeah. And they told me, don't do it. You don't know how to draw, don't do it. It's not your, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I finished at the end on the private university. Mm-hmm. And I had to go because my father made me go. And yeah. I'm very grateful. <laughs> and I came there and I was surrounded by people, mostly 90%, they didn't care about art. They didn't care. They came there because they were paid to come there and to finish everything. Mm-hmm. But I got in a competition with a normal university in my head because they rejected me and told me no, I can't do it. I'm, yeah. I was like, I'm going to prove you I can do it. Yeah. Now watch me how I prove it. So I was working like a machine. I was really working a lot. And the third year, I took every single prize in front of their nose. Every mm. fucking prize. Like my, I developed a lot and I was never stopping. And then actually I got the Lamborghini scholarship. Oh, wow. so, so I was the first person from this part of Europe to get the scholarship. Wow. And I went there in 2009. And it was, you know, when a life has a plan for you, but you're not realizing it because you are not really seeing the signs. You're only seeing the plate that we talked about. Right. I wasn't seeing the bigger picture that uh, the the life was telling me where to go. And I was, wasn't listening because everybody was telling me something different. You're not good enough. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. And I'm always telling people when I meet them or I'm talking with them, I'm, I'm never a person who tells them you can't do something. I always tell them, listen. Maybe your sketches are not good now, mm-hmm. but tomorrow, in one week, in one month, or eventually, if you work hard, you can come wherever you want. Yeah. Because a lot of people were telling me I can do something. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like to listen to that, you know. I don't like listening. You can do that. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to yeah. prove you wrong. I'm going to work as a maniac and I'm going to prove you wrong. So, yeah, that's a different part of my story. Yeah. Before, before entering the car design and everything and then the crash that i talked about already i'm not going to mention it and take your time yeah but yeah i lost the job because of the passport and then i had to concept art and i started designing i always was a concept designer to be honest when i look behind i was always sketching something that wasn't it was uh, in the future it was different it was from my head i even in the university when i'm there everybody's uh, drawing nature or anything i'm drawing a spaceship in that nature and stuff like that yeah. so so it was different and thanks to art station 2016 mm-hmm. april yeah. i had my big breakthrough mm-hmm. and since there everything started wow. yeah and then that's been a so that's been obviously a year ago and then were you contacted kind of straight after the contest to work in a professional sense or did you have to keep kind of grinding away at stuff? Um, I will be honest, no. Right. I will be honest completely, no. I yeah. wasn't contacted, but I was known. When yeah. I came to MCC that year, everybody already knew who I was because there were judges of the competition. It was the first competition. Everybody was talking about it. Yep. So I already was known and positioned. Right. But I, di- I didn't get a job. I didn't right. get anything for six months. 
Right. And I continued to grind and grind. And that's why I started working on a book. Because uh, right. there, there was no job and I had to... I'm working a lot, really a lot. And I'm, I'm not the person that relaxes a lot. Right. So I had to, to do something with my time. And I was working on the book and I was improving myself. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that the book has a big potential and I continued working on it. So after six months, I got the first client. And then it started from there developing a bit, a bit, a bit. And, but I continued uh, nailing, nailing, to the, nailing the nail all right. the time, like using the hammer. And eventually it paid off. Cool, cool. And then, I, I mean, it's, it's a totally interesting story that I never knew about, you know, <clears throat> you getting rejected and going to school and then also getting the scholarship. I mean, it, ju- it just shows um, what you can accomplish in a short space of time. I know there was a, a story I read a while back in Imagine FX about, uh, I think it was at the time, a Polish bank manager who basically worked in a bank, um, you know, hated his job, and then he left um, took all the money he had from his severance package. I think he bought some equipment, um, you know, like a, a, a tablet and a, a basic computer and grinded for like a year um, and then literally got an interview at Ubisoft, I think a year after, like exactly a year after he left his job yeah. at the bank. Um, and I think it's good. It's a good example of people, you know, because, um, which is difficult. I think it, with Serbia, it might be a different culture, but um, definitely a, a school telling a student that they shouldn't do something um, is quite disheartening and I think it's that's a make a break moment for a lot of people that you know you could have turned around at that age and been like oh well you know fair enough I'll, I'll just never try but lucky enough you you know you were determined that you wanted to succeed so it's good well, yeah. well you, you, need, you need to understand the, the, I always say people you need to understand the reality of yours if yeah. your reality is bad at the moment you can't run away by telling yourself it's it's good yeah. At that moment, my reality wasn't good. I was in a private university. I was with kids that didn't care much about that. Yeah. Uh, I had a competition from the other universities. Uh, I was bad. I wasn't that good. I was really bad at drawing, to be honest. Uh, yeah. My lines sucked. Everything sucked. Yeah. But I had in my mind what I wanted to do. So I, from my experience, a lot of people don't have the courage to tell to themselves, I suck. Yeah. I suck at the moment. I suck. Yeah. Uh, I need to improve this. Or they have a different problem, and that's... They don't suck in some specific area, mm-hmm. but they're less slacking in all the other areas, and they don't want to improve them because it's hard. It's yeah. hard when you're telling to yourself, I suck, you know. But that's, that's, the, that's my approach. You have to be very honest with yourself. You can't tell yourself, I'm the best, I'm this, even though every artist wants to be the best. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, but you need to be very rational and say, okay, as I said to myself, this was the, la- the latest conversation with myself. Okay, Darko, mm. you suck at characters. You literally yeah. suck. Mm-hmm. But it's not unachievable. Yeah. Start sketching characters, and it will improve over time. And then I was sketching and sketching and sketching. This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. After two months, I started something liking, mm-hmm. and then I posted Spirit on character. I don't know. Did you see it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's been great that you've got him involved in, in the project because obviously, you know, everybody knows Spirit and from you know his publishing side, and you know, yeah. he's, he's such a big part of the community. And me and him, obviously, I've had that. A huge passion together you work in you know we both worked on the the playgrounds magazine yeah just and uh yeah it's, it's been good to see that because obviously i think it was a surprise for me as well because i had seen so much vehicle stuff from you um and then as soon as i saw spurden i was like oh that's really strange because i've never seen darko post a character piece um and it's funny when you design armor because i think it's quite interesting because i think armor lends itself to vehicle design as well because it is kind of hard surface yeah that's yeah. true that's true but I, I needed to design the characters because I put the, the standard so high for myself that I was like, okay, man, your book 
can have uh, can be without the characters. And I also also asking some people to design the characters, and we know how it goes. Okay, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. It never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, Darko, <laughs> you are cornered. You don't have anywhere to run. Yeah. You suck at character design. If you don't do it good, your book is gonna die. Mm-hmm. Go and grind. Go and draw the characters. Go and draw the characters. And I was like, Spiridon, you want to be in the book? And he was like, of course I want to be in the book. And I, he, asked for a, <laughs> he asked for a mini bear. He asked for a mini bear. And I was like, man, I don't know how to draw animals still, but wait, I'm doing that. That's the next step because I need yeah. that kind of characters in the book. And I was like, your bear will have to wait for yeah. But we can do you. And he was like, okay, just do me. And he, he, he first thought that he's going to be a girl, you know, with blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, no, your face. Your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, a lot of setting the goals and setting the bar high and trying to reach it. Always a little bit higher than you can reach it because that's the way you can evolve from my experience. Yeah. And uh, when someone tells you you can't do something, it's okay to listen because a lot of people... Let's say 50-50% from my experience. Depends on what kind of people you stumble on. But Mm -hmm. uh, 50% are telling you because they can do it. And 50% are telling you because they see what you have at the moment. But that doesn't mean in one year that you will have that. You will evolve. Yeah, and it's interesting as well because um, when I left my job as an engineer um, to go back and study art, um, you know, a lot of the, the... initial interviews with colleges and universities people told Mm -hmm. me that um i mean they didn't say that i couldn't do it they just said you know with your level of talent and you know the things we see coming from students from high school um you know you're not quite matching the level we would expect for you to take a place in this course um and and, you know it was disheartening because at the time i I hated my job so much um and i really wanted to leave um getting a place at university or college was a way for me to escape and because every time i went to an interview people were telling me no i was more thinking you know i have to go back to my job you know oh shit i can't believe you know i'm gonna have to you know go back and face those guys and you know and 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 work on a job where you know i don't feel like i'm appreciated i don't feel like i belong um, and then it was lucky that one um, particular lecturer took a chance on me um, on a starter course. And, uh, you know, five years later, um, you know, I just announced the other day that I got my first job working in a game. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, Congrats. yeah, yeah. Congrats, thanks. man. Yeah. yeah. Big um, steps. Big, big baby, baby steps. But, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, I think for even, you know, last year or a couple of months before, I was saying to myself, you know, I, wasn't, I, I hadn't done much since I left, but, you know, people were telling me at my job when I left that I'd be back in six months, but, you know, so far I've achieved a diploma in graphic design and in industrial design. Um, I'm about to finish my honours degree in 3D animation. Um, I'm potentially going to study a master's in, uh, game, nice. de- in game design. You know, I've, I've started the podcast, I've networked mass off, you know, like even when I go to events now, even though you know, I've not had a big, you know, industry job, people know who I am. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, and, and I've, I've done quite a lot and managed to get myself a job. So, I mean, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm coming from the exact same background, you know, I'm, I, I didn't draw much and, 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 you know, I sucked at certain things, but I worked hard to basically get better. And, um, and here we both are. So, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, the only thing that needs to be done is work. And yeah. I see a lot of people who are saying to themselves that they are working, but they are not working. And that's the big problem, you know. Yeah, As we totally. talked, you need to tell, to tell to yourself, I suck. I yeah. suck all the time, a little bit. I suck, I suck. You have to be very rational. Um, a lot of people get confused. You know, you know the one those artists, you can see them at the universities. When I studied, we had them a lot. Mm-hmm. That are thinking they are the best in the world, but yeah. they are average or below average. Yeah. And they have... But it's like a protection to them. They're protecting themselves from 
working more, literally, like I'm the best, I'm the, the you know. Yeah. It's okay to think that about yourself, but come on, open internet and compare yourself and you will see where you are, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, I think it's because um, people sometimes live in a bubble where they, they aren't exposed to the outside world and don't know what is beyond university or school. Um, because I know, you know, um, you know, when I'm talking to students from the years below me and stuff like that, and, and they're doing 3D, I'll say to them, oh, yeah, you, have, you know, you got any favourite artists that you follow on ArtStation or anything that inspires you? And they'll say, well, not really, you know, I, I like this video game or I like this film. And hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool, man. Yeah, but, you know, do you know who worked on that film? Do you know who was the artist at the time? Who done the 3D, who done the 2D? Um, and are you an art station? And they'll always be like, no. And I'm like, well, you know, you really should look at least and see what, you know, is out there and what people are posting. Um, yeah, because they're so sheltered, you know, they, they just think that, you know, the university stuff they do will be enough to get them a job. And um, Good luck with it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the Good luck. Yeah, the reality is gonna kick in today or tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the same. Obviously, when I was at my university, I got the chance to go and do an internship. Um, at Access Studios in Glasgow, who obviously worked. Yeah, I saw that. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, and then like you know, I was one of few who obviously got the chance to do that. And 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 you know, people, if I think if people could sit in that studio for a day, you know, even just a day, and see the level of enthusiasm from the artists that work there, because everybody is so fucking talented, so driven. Um, you know, and it's it's the the way you need to work if you want to be in that industry. And people at university, you know, just you know can't see the the comparison of of the level they need to reach. Um, which is unfortunate, obviously, because you want you want everything in the school to do well. You want people to do well, but um, I think yeah, I think people are very sheltered. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And then obviously, because you know you've you've done your six months of grind and you've you've worked up and you know you know you're working um on projects um you know on them projects but do you feel that you've had to work harder now that you have work um or has your pace kind of stayed the same or my space was always insane oh, people are always <laughs> telling me i work too much it's the way it is you know yeah because uh, i work a lot i always worked a lot because i love what i do and yeah. when i chose what i'm working on I, I want I need to love it because I don't know any other way. I know a lot of people who are very unhappy with their job, which is paid quite good and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I never had that logic. I was like, okay, I will be paid average or good, mm-hmm. but I want to love. I want to love what I'm doing. I want to yeah. love, and I want to do it with pure passion. Yeah. And I'm I'm grinding a lot, especially because of the book. Uh, last year I calculate. I'm putting hours because I want to know where I am. Mm-hmm. And last year I had average. 13 hours when you calculate everything per day, which wow. means I, w- I work on weekends also a lot. Right. But somehow somehow I also work out and I also from time to time have social life, not every time, but I have social <laughs> life. But yeah, I'm, uh, when you enter the industry, you have, from, my, from what I think, that's my, because I'm fresh face, yeah. keep the, you need to keep, keep them happy. You need yeah. to keep, you're not positioned. And I don't know, it's maybe my personality, it's maybe my thinking, but I always... When I always want to push the boundaries because that's the only way to grow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh no, totally. I, mean, I think pushing outside your comfort zone is, is something that you need to enforce. Um, and I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm kind of saying all this kind of stuff, but I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very... Um, I'm very the opposite of you, you know, I mean, like, I mean, I have obviously put work in to a point where, you know, I've, I've qualified and, you know, I've got some stuff done and, you know, I've worked in industry in the podcast, but... I know I could be doing a lot more, and I think um, 
it's always the way you should be pushing yourself to do more because um, that's how you grow. That's how you become a better artist. I think, you know, when you stay, you know, you only draw for two or three hours a day or you only work on 3D two or three hours a day, then I think the improvement will come, but it will come a lot slower. So, you know, whereas, you know, within two years, you know, you've won this competition, you've got professional work, if you had maybe done, no, done 13 hours a day and done three hours a day, you would have got a gig, but maybe six or seven that's years true. from now. That's true. Yeah. But you need to understand that also, I, I don't come from the position that you come. I come from Serbia and yeah. we are isolated. Yeah. And I don't, I have a couple of studios here, but they are not what I, what I, they are not bad, but not what I want. Right. And I'm, I'm always, you know, I always felt like a lower race, even though it sounds like shit when I say it, but like a lower race. So I had to position myself very high. Mm -hmm. And I had a teacher from which was, uh, he was uh, giving me sketching, uh, sketching lessons. And mm -hmm. he finished in USA and he was always like, Darko, if you want to succeed, you need to go to USA because USA people, they, you need only to be 15% better than them to get a job and stuff like that even yeah. though it's impossible for me to go there if only company wants to but it's really hard process mm -hmm. and if you will go to europe you need to be 45 percent because we are not european union you know it's the way it is yeah, yeah. It is, and we all, I always have it in the back of my mind and it uh, i was it makes me a little bit insecure and that's yeah. why i work so much yeah that's why i work so much so yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean like and, and i think there's there's two sides to that coin um, and I definitely think that, um, you know, th there's two ways you can go with it. There's the way you've went where your fear, in a way, has made you work harder and push harder because you want to then not be in a place like you were years ago where, you know, you lost your, your job and you had to move home and stuff. Um, you want to always have a, a, a means where you can, you know, you can go work where you want. So that's why you work so hard. But then I think there's the opposite side, which is me to an extent and other people I know where the fear cripples you almost and you don't want to pursue that life because you're too afraid too afraid of failure you know you're so afraid that of you've course. got you're going to fail course. that you don't even want to start and you know people would always say you know you got you know i mean to my friends who are who are not in the industry they say oh you work so hard but then i've you know met industry people who say oh no man you procrastinate too much and i'm like yeah but it's it's um it's not because i don't want to not because i'm lazy because i don't want to do things it's because you know, sometimes my fear is so intense, you know, I'm, I'm just almost afraid to start working because, um, yeah, because the failure's there, you, you don't want to fail. But then I think it was only recently, I think only a year ago, um, that I bumped into one of my friends and I was having a talk to him because he works in the studio and he was saying, you know, man, there's two options, you know, you can stand still and never move forward or you can take a chance and work and then possibly move, you know, forward. So, I mean, that's the only two options and when I put it you know when you put it like that you know the two extremes I was like well yeah the only option if I don't do anything is basically to stay where I am and I don't want to do that so true yeah and why, uh, I always wondered like when we were talking about this I always had a question <laughs> what do you what do you do when you quit what do you do when you quit where do you go when you quit you know yeah, yeah. literally that's my question always like what what the fuck do people do which quit yeah. I never quit I, I always say on the shield or with it, as the Spartans say when they are going to the war. <laughs> yeah. You are you are coming with the shield or they are bringing you on it dead. That's yeah. my you know, or that's my saying. I love it, you know. Yeah. And I always ask, what do you do when you quit? Where do you go? You know, where, where do I? I don't know even when, where do I go if I quit yeah. because I don't see any other option. Yeah. And where, people are different. 
Yes. People are very different and that's what I love about people because everybody is so, so different and that's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, and everybody has a different approach to life. Yeah. It doesn't that's mean right. that my approach is the best. It doesn't mean that the other person is best. And we definitely are so much different that there are different approaches to anything. So yeah, everything goes in a different way and different direction. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, definitely that, that was one of the things that, you know, people talked to me about as well is that, well, what is the alternative? I mean, the alternative is going and working in a supermarket or like a you know a, a dead end kind of crappy job where you don't get to be creative um and then that was what kind of lit the fire under my ass and i says well you know i don't want to i don't want to go back to that i don't want to have to you know go because i have spoke to people in the past who have got degrees from art colleges or art universities and um you know one you know you know a couple of guys in particular i know who've got really prestigious degrees and they they're literally working in a supermarket packing shelves and yeah yeah that's a horrible that's a horrible way to die <laughs> that's a horrible way to die literally yeah but yeah. you know you know uh, people that's one of the things that i don't like titles i i never mentioned that on my facebook or anything but i don't like titles i have them many but i don't like them because yeah. people then feel entitled like they need to have something if they finish you know i finished that prestigious university and everything i got so many awards and stuff like that but yeah. i don't like when i'm called sir or stuff like that because i'm not a sir yeah. i'm i'm darker at the end of the day and i'm not entitled to anything get my awards they are in the past yeah and i see a lot of people you know hanging on to them i did this i did that i did this man what did you do yesterday yeah what was your name well, no, 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 no. well, when you start doing more of today, we can talk because from yesterday, your your achievements, they're in the shelf. They're in the yeah. shelf. Maybe you can show them off to girls and pretend that you're cool, but you need to evolve all the time. That's how I see it. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I think it's it's the people who are a bit more humble about their work that um that go further in this industry. Um, like, I mean, I was I was actually reading, you know, funny enough, you know, because I've got you on Facebook, I, I was looking at your story about the guy that came into the bar and was an artist and um, yeah one of the best nights of my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i mean like i read the whole thing and i was kind of like you know i mean like i mean it's different if um you know because obviously I, I know people who are fine artists and and you know you know their stuff is great and you know but then they are again it's the humble factor it's the fact that you know even though you know one of my friends is a very accomplished painter and um does you know oil canvases and stuff and amazing stuff and, awesome yeah and then you're like oh that's great but then if you spoke to her she would be like no i mean my stuff's terrible it's, it could be so much better but then the guy i think he was kind of just full of himself yeah i mean he, he basically was just showing off um man he was like a talking machine <laughs> he, <laughs> <you know? laughs> he was funny you know i i love when i meet the kind of people because i like to see what's in their head because i'm trying to understand them yeah. and sometimes i can't understand them you know i don't know that humble thing a lot of artists are talking about that you need to be humble you need to be this you need to be that yeah. but I have a different thinking about it. You don't need to be humble. You, you can be whatever you want. Yeah. Because as we said, everybody is different. Yeah. Uh, some people are fake humble. Some people are too much humble without the reason and stuff like that. Yeah. But my, my experience that you, you need to be very harsh to yourself, as I said. Yeah. I mean, okay, I took the Art Station Award. But what about after that? What do we do after that? What? Yeah. I'm going to go and talk for the next 10 years that I won Art Station? No, no, that's that's not gonna happen. That's that's very lame if I go continue talking about that. I mean, it's a great promotion and everything. Yeah, yeah. But setting new goals because I met, I met some people who, who won some very big competition and they are, 
picking the fruit from it for next 15 years and yeah. their, their work is standing in the place yeah. and like it's the same like 15 years ago and they are still oh i want that competition i want that okay cool but let's evolve a little bit let's move somewhere else yeah i mean it's like people who run a marathon once in their life and then talk about it forever like you know like the yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like i'll run run a 10k like oh that's great what just recently no like 10 years ago all right cool okay (laughs) yeah yeah like a great a great accomplishment (laughs) at the time but then you know to be using it forever yeah (laughs) because we we serbians we do a lot of sports and stuff like that and we have a lot of sport people here and they, every time when they, when when they don't succeed, they are talking uh, about their accomplishments like 15 years ago. Oh, if I continued, I would do this, I would do that. If I continued, you know, and you're like, but you didn't. You yeah. didn't. Why? Because you were too lazy. Yeah. You were too lazy to continue. And you, 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 maybe you were an asshole. Maybe you were full of yourself. I don't know that, but I know yeah. you were lazy. Yeah. If you were that good, uh, everybody can have a good idea. Everybody yeah. could have a good day. But not everybody can do it consistently. Yeah. Wake yeah. up, grind in pain. Wake up, grind in pain. Wake up, grind in pain because it's painful. It's yeah. very painful. Sports, sportsman life is especially painful. You know, everybody yeah. sees only the side where they are uh, buying uh, champagnes and stuff like that, but they don't see that they are working six times a day. Yeah. And so, sports life. I, I, I'm a sportsman of myself. I love sports, and I do everything in that way. You have to be very dedicated if you want to be good at it. Yeah, and I approach art. I approach art the same way, yeah. with pure passion. I know I know I'm gonna be in pain, mm-hmm. but as I love that movie, by the way, mm-hmm. that I'm gonna mention, as they said um, in the movie, a moment of pain is nothing compared to a life lifetime of greatness. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I, it was. It's like uh, you know, I've watched you know, several kind of sports documentaries, but um, like one of my, you know, my favorites is. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, Pump and Iron, which he done back yeah. in like the seventies, and uh, you know he's talked about you know, oh yeah, you go to the gym and you lift till like you fall over and you hurt, but then you grow, you know, you, your muscles grow, they, they they grow because they hurt, they grow because you're you're stretching them and you're making them bigger, um, and it's it's that mentality can be applied to you know his entire life and everybody else's. I mean the guys had an illustrious movie career, a modeling career, he was Mr. Universe, Mr. Olympia, and then obviously he was the governor of California, you know, like, I mean... He is awesome. Yeah, because he's had this whole mentality, basically, of just... Him and Sly, I love, I love Sly, I love oh, yeah. and him, they are great, they are typical work, workers, you know, that yeah. work their ass off, and I love, I mean, I always love Rocky, I mention him a lot, and, and also Schwarzenegger, they are great, yeah. they are great. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I'm a huge, you know, Sly and, and Arnie from back in the day, but, yeah, they are, they are exactly two people, People who have that work ethic that they've just, um, you know, they never give up. They've, they've always pushed themselves to do better. They've always pushed themselves to do more. Um, especially, you know, Arnold, Arnold and Sylvester. They've, they've always, uh, they both came from a, a background where they didn't have a lot of advantages. You know, their family weren't rich. They didn't have a lot of money, but they yeah. worked really hard to make sure that they got, you know, where they got to. And um, Arnold especially, because obviously Sylvester, you know, was, was getting into acting, but he was uh, a bodybuilder for years, and, you know, that's in itself is a very competitive sport, is very hard to maintain, to be very good at it, and, um, but it was, the, it was the stuff he was doing beyond the normal competitors, like, I remember in the film, he was um, going to, um, like, uh, I think it was a ballerina class at the time, but then she was showing him how to basically, like, you know, like, how to stand, how to present himself, how to point yeah. his arms and how to look more graceful, and the stuff like that was the extra mile he was going to make sure that he was above everybody else, um, 
and it was something that you know, you know, no other athlete. They were just going to the gym. They were just lifting. Um, of he, course, of course, yeah. yeah. But he knew how to because present himself. When you when you love something, you have to do something that you don't love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. literally, when you that you don't love because uh, every field has multiple field multiple fields in it. Yeah. And it's never a single field, and people get lost there when they are doing that. From my experience, yeah. a lot of people look get lost. That they are always thinking, okay, I'm a painter, and that's it. Yeah. I'm a painter, and that's it. You're not only a painter. You need to learn a lot of stuff because so every everything you learn, it can improve. It yeah. can improve your your basic. I mean, I started in a 3D. And thankfully, to 3D, I started feeling the shapes and forms much better than the people that did only 2D for the whole their life. You know. Yeah, totally. And everybody was telling me, "Why are you doing 3D? Because 3D one then wasn't so applied." And I was like, "Well, it helps me feel the forms and shapes more." Yeah. And eventually, everybody is now in 3D. But yeah, I was going extra mile. Or I remember when I was in a university, uh, we had a fashion design. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Darko, you don't like fashion design, you don't fit in here, because everybody on fashion de- design was like, I'm the best, yeah. I'm the best designer, yeah. and it wasn't my thing, I was like, okay, I'm a manly man, I'm a manly man, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I, was, I, was going, I was going there, mm. and just a second, sorry, yeah, and, okay. and I, was, I was going there, and I was like, okay, let's go here and after a while I started liking it because I was learning a lot about textures and stuff like that and you can see that in my work when I work in textures on 3D because I was so much paying attention to the textures and stuff like that yeah. and but other guys didn't want to go they didn't yeah. want to they, they didn't care they were like oh I'm not gonna do this this yeah. is not my field I'm not doing it well yeah. try it maybe you will like it you know yeah but then there's so much potential I think now to to, to experiment with um art in a way that it isn't as intimidating i mean i know people who even try to approach photoshop initially think that it's it's so intimidating to use but then you know there's stuff like um you know there's there's just drawn and design apps on like ipads and stuff that you can get into that you know are, are less of a barrier um and uh, and that actually is a good transition to talk about our sponsor um <laughs> which awesome, is, yeah, awesome. yeah which is procreate uh so guys we take a minute just to thank our, our sponsor on digital Artcast, which is procreate um if you guys don't know procreate's an apple design award-winning digital painting illustration app um that's designed exclusively for ios um it allows you to create professional grade artworks uh, whatever you are uh with an advanced dual texture brush engine uh they just introduced wet brushes in the new procreate 4 um the layering system obviously uh groundbreaking canvas resolutions which i think go up now to about 16k um which i think you only get five layers with but at that resolution you're really pushing the pixels anyway um and it's all for uh, 9.99 um you can find it through the app store or of course you can go to procreate.art um and yeah it's it's I mean, the whole reason I partnered back with Procreate back in the day, I think, because um, before I even got any painting, I was using the app, um, um, you know, just on my iPad that I had at the time. I think it was a normal iPad um, and, a, and a basic stylus, but it was a good introduction into, like, layering, clipping masks, um, colour theory, um, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Have you had much experience with Procreate? You ever used it or...? Uh, I have never used it, but I would like, I'm seeing some stuff, it's amazing. I saw that Anthony Jones now is using it, a lot of artists, but latest that I saw like two days ago, he is doing it, mm-hmm. and it looks very fun. It looks oh, yeah. very fun. Uh, I know that uh, Nikola Matkovic, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. working, we were sitting a couple of days ago, he was in Belgrade here, and we were talking, he's working on it, and he was like, man, it's so awesome, it's also portable, I love it, and I was like, man, I, I need to try that, but yeah, yeah. 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 I tried Apple Pen, like, I think it was uh, 
two years ago right. in Brussels, Belgium. Yeah. And I was like, man, this pen is really, really yeah. good. I can't wait to see what they do with it. I mean, it's definitely been a, I mean, one of the, the first, you know, ways I saw it being a professional tool was when I went to industry workshops and I talked to Nikolai Lockerstein um, and he was, uh-huh. yeah, he was using, yeah. he was using, and he uses Procreate exclusively. Um, and he was showing me just, just the last industry workshops I went to, um, he was showing me some stuff he was doing for a, a film and um, super grainy, super dark, super realistic, you know, no photo bashing, just pure painting, but um, but all through Procreate. And it was, and obviously, I think since iPad Pro and the Apple Pencils came out, it's been kind of Christmas for him because he was using it way back when it was, you know, it was just a stylus and the original iPad. But um, but yeah, he he he, he talks about it constantly, and, and it's a, it's a great app, uh, you know, I love it. It's and I think it's going to be a definitely a, a shift in the industry where you'll see more people working professionally in it, um, as opposed to stuff like. Photoshop and, um, and and 3D programs. Um, yeah, it's a so great much app. new stuff. So much new stuff. Industry is exploding, and like uh, not only Procreate, but a lot of stuff is happening. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah, how yeah. much industry is. You, you don't have time to try everything. You oh know? yeah, man. Too many programs. I'm, I'm one of those guys that is like I want to try everything. This, 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 but there is no time anymore. Yeah. When, when I started, there was Maya only. You know, 3D oh, Studio yeah. Max, Maya, and Softimage. Yeah. Uh, and that was it now everything was so much different now yeah. literally everything's on there's, the reach of your hand and for a very good price there's so much stuff and uh and you know and and, and procreates i think one of the guys that are leading design wise to, to, to kind of push the barriers so thanks to procreate for sponsoring us um, thank you procreate yes we appreciate it um so you're talking about um with 3d programs um i've noticed that you're using um stuff like zbrush and keyshot um i mean personally i'm using Maya at the moment and stuff like either V-Day or Arnold. Um, so are you, with your process, Darko, specifically, because I think it's one where there's a new generation of people designing stuff. With a lot of your drawing skills, are, are you, did you push your drawing skills or have you used 3D as a way to enhance the form first and then draw over? How, how do you kind of approach a, a piece when you make it? Well, it depends from a project to project, but uh, mostly... There, I will go with the pros and cons with both from my experience. Yeah. Uh, when I'm doing a 2D, a mm-hmm. sketch, it, it gets much better because I'm much more loose and I'm not thinking that much and I get much better shapes that are unique mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, I, lose, uh, I lose the 3D in it. So if I want to translate it to 3D, there is going to be some mistake. And that happens a lot in car design, you know, mm-hmm. because in car design, you work for months in 2D, then you move to 3D. 3D modeling first, yeah. and you are like, what the fuck was I doing here for six months? How I didn't see this? It's not working. This is not the same car as in the sketch. Uh, right, yeah. and, and then you move from 3D to clay, and you are again, what the fuck was I doing? So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the con of it. You okay. know, you're losing 3D. Yeah. But you get much, you get per, uh, your personality it comes out. Your energy comes out on the paper. Yeah. So uh, when you're doing 2D, and when you're doing 3D, uh, you get much more stiff. You get much more stiff, and a lot of times you can get the unique shape that you can get from a 2D, even though you are painting painting over yeah. the 3D. Mm-hmm. But you become stiff because of the object. But right. the good thing is that it's gonna be exactly the same in 3D when you move, and it's yeah. gonna be much easier. Yeah. So I I I try to to work from different sides and approach different sides of the projects. Mm-hmm. I start with the initial sketches that are in 2D. Mm-hmm. Very loose, very very loose until I get something nice. Yeah. And th- and then I move. Depends again from a project. When I'm doing guns, 
and smaller stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, which are more boxy, I do them in Fusion 360 or in Maya immediately when I'm blocking them out in a 3D model. Right. So because they are much easier to model and uh, they need a the precision. They need a specific precision that the ZBrush can give me, but takes me much more time because I'm so used to Maya. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, when I'm doing something more organic, mm -hmm. I go in ZBrush immediately and I box it out. Yeah. But I, I, I tend to sketch for at least if I'm doing some serious, serious project for five days, because mm -hmm. I go from initial sketch to drawing to everything, right. to exploration, mm -hmm. and then I move to 3D and then I block it out, then I see what's not working, come back again, and yeah, that's it pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, it sounds like a process is, is usually very similar to mine's, and um, I think it's the, the way that you can now use multiple tools to basically get an end result where it used to be that you know, you'd maybe do some sketch and then go to Photoshop, and um, but then there's there's so many options now that you know even with Keyshot and and stuff like that, you know, and I've obviously seen Anthony Jones and um, Machi and a couple of the guys like Ash Thorpe using stuff like um, ZBrush and then jumping into Keyshot, putting the basic material on and then rendering, um, and it's such a quick process now. I mean, like even Anthony Jones shared a thing last night where um, <clears throat> you can now uh, brush in a shape in Photoshop. And then use a 3D perspective tool, and it builds 3D 3D objects for you, um, like instantly, just using mm -hmm. just using a brush. And I was yeah. like, holy shit! Like, I mean, it's it's getting to a point now where even with 3D modeling, it, it's becoming so much easier just to make something so simple and so quick. Um, whereas before, even before Dynamesh, you know, ZBrush was was used, but it was it was no uh, as as tangible as it is now. Um, ZBrush is insane. It's yeah. insane. Like literally insane. Crazy. I've know? been told, especially for 2D artists um, who sketch a lot, it is, um, it is more natural to work in it than, than most programs um, that require more, like you said, the block thinking mentality, like Maya and, 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 and Fusion. Um, uh, yeah, I was in the middle of it all, you know, when it was happening, when it was, uh, the 3D was having a boom. And yeah. it was having a boom in a car design and every other design. Everybody was doing 3D, 3D or only. And uh, I remember professor coming to university, he was an older guy, mm. and he was 2D only. And he said, the problem that industry has now is that we are all getting sexy, super nice images mm. with, a bad, with a bad design. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I was going to touch on was that, you know, one of my heroes, and, you know, I was lucky enough to meet him, but, you know, um, Scott Robertson was was uh, a big influence on a lot of people and he obviously started in car industrial he is design. awesome he yeah. is awesome but then he, i think like you said with, with industrial design i think that's almost what games and movies are becoming it is a way of industrial design because you know you're making these things that are then going to be implemented in movies and games and they have a design purpose like a gun has to fire a certain way it has to have mechanics a pc armor has to open and shut a certain way because of real life you know engineering so i think industrial design is a very good grounding for what you come into the industry. I mean, do you feel the same? Do you feel like it's 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 been a positive in your design process? Well, definitely it was, and it is still. You know, because uh, because industrial design, yeah, we are becoming industrial designers. It's not anymore only a sketch. We are moving into making stuff and stuff like that. You know, and video games are evolving quite a lot in that aspect. You know, before games, when you look at it, you are like mostly, how the hell is this working? Most of the stuff. Yeah. But but now it has been it has evolved so much that it's becoming a functional object, a really functional object. You look at the new games, they are like you can you can print it out of the game and you are getting something that is functional. Yeah, a hundred percent. And obviously, like you'll find that with vehicles as well. That you know, 
the stuff that you, I mean, like the 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 Earth Giant that you know you you, you designed for the the art station um, competition, you know, I could see that. Like, obviously, not in maybe modern times, but you know, twenty years from now, that is something that you know the construction industry could be using. It's something that they could be, you know, utilizing, um, and it, it's that practical effect that. You know, I think when you can see the real, real world application, it makes it more believable for people when they then play it in a game or see it in a game or in a movie. They're like, you know, I understand that. I can see where that can be used. Um, it's almost like the Uncanny Valley effect, where if something's too removed, you know, you couldn't really see the practical application. Like even your blood, yeah. your, your butterfly armor that you've done for your book. Oh, yeah. um, you, you. you could totally see like, oh, that could be used. You know, in you know, twenty years, probably ten years, by the military. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, like it, it's probably technology that you know they have worked on or are working on, but um, it's very of that way that you can see the real world application. Like, oh, I can understand where that works from, um, which is as great as well. I think that you implemented with the butterfly armor. Um, you actually done something that a lot of industrial designers have done for years, which is you draw from nature. You know, you take something that exists in nature. And then take an industrial spin on it. Um, how did you come up with that initial idea? Was that something that you kind of worked on for a while, or uh, the, the the specific armor? I had it for a while in my head, but I didn't work for a while on it. And I had some basic basic sketches that I never posted, but maybe I should post them. And then I moved to a photo bash. It was a photo bash. I will tell you honestly, I'm not a big fan of photo bash. I can do it, but I'm not a big fan. And uh, it's strange how much the industry has prospered because of it and it's gone backwards as we talked. A lot of design looks the same. I mean, there are some masters that can do some crazy stuff with Photobash, but I'm always trying to avoid it. Yeah. And I try to have it 25% in my work, you know, that's my my idea. Right. But yeah, it was a sketch in my head and then I moved in a Photobash and I designed it. Because I, I read a lot. I really read a lot how stuff function and uh, how this can work and why it can work and why it cannot work. Right. And a lot of designers are not doing that today. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but a lot of when you go to our station, a lot of designs, you, you don't understand why, why they are designed like that. They are yeah. just a cool shape. Mm-hmm. They are just a cool shape and that's it pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. I'm you- trying to steer away from that, you know. Yeah, because you want to have function as well as form. Like, you need it to, you know, look pretty, but at the same time, it has to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah man, it's quite strange. You know, when you are in a, I was in industrial design, their form follow, follows function all the time. Yeah. All the time. And then yeah. you move to car design, and there is only form. <laughs> like, yeah. because function is so stuck, you're like, only form. Only yeah. form. I, I don't care. Engineer's going to fix this. And yeah, so yeah. it's quite strange. Yeah, and I think that's that's... Because, I mean, going back to my roots, when initially I started learning about concept art and people were talking about it and people talk about how concept art is problem solving. So you're always solving a problem, you know, like, you know, we need a weapon, like, okay, right, I'll invent one in my head and then put it on paper. Okay, so how does the weapon function? I'll be able then, you know, this bow functions because it has a special string or this wood or, you know, you pull back and then release. And, you know, it's, it's simple stuff like that, that you need to, you know, people think, I think, for a lot of times, especially in uh, in concept art for games and stuff like that, that people think that you draw a lot of pretty pictures, like you know sunsets and mountains, yeah. and, you know. And that, I mean that side of it does exist. That you know those things are there, but 
a lot of the initial concept is basically solving loads of problems like what does this world look like how do the vehicles work in it why do people carry certain weapons and how do they function what energy powers their guns you know how do they reload what kind of buildings exist after the war and how were they structured you know did they build them from parts that existed after the war and where did they get those parts what materials are they made of what color are they how do they form like it's things like that that people don't think about when they go into the industry they think that they will just you know make just a cool no pretty stuff yeah. yeah pretty much like you know people may maybe draw us a, a cool building you know and and a, a funky shape that resembles a plant or something but then a designer might come in at a point where they're trying to build something more grounded and say well that's a cool looking building but how the fuck did people build that like you know yeah. how would they have construct where would they have got the materials like how would you make glass that shape um, and people would just say, oh, you know, I just made it because it looked cool. And you're like, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to think how people will approach this in real life. Um, and again, I think that even, you know, people would say, oh, no, yeah, but there's a fantasy setting where people, things can exist without a reality. And I'm like, well, I understand that. But there's even some high fantasy scenarios where people still have to have function. Like it still has to, you know, swords look like swords and they're weighted properly because, you know, they swing and then when you come to castles, they're constructed, you know, in the most realistic sense that how castles would be constructed with mortar and stone and, you know, and cement. But, um, you know, it, it's a thing that I think has to be applied through everything you design. Um, and although your stuff, you know, like your butterfly armour might seem like science fiction to people, um, there is a practical use there that could be applied to um, real world um, materials to make to make that thing. So thanks, man. Yeah, I'm 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 reading a lot. I read a lot before anything. I try to live the project as much as I can because yeah. that's the only way to to make it uh, work. Yeah. And I I try to live it, to literally yeah. live it, and to see how it can work, how it can function, yeah. why it can function. And I do a lot of you know the shitty sketches. I call them like that. You know, mm. when they're ugly as hell, but they're doing their job because I'm I'm figuring it out how to how it works. And then I move to more beautiful ones, but before that, I'm not trying. And a lot of people, when they see how I work, they're a lot of time they're like, "Well, you're not drawing that much." I am drawing, but I'm drawing in my head how it's gonna function. Then I, when I have what I'm gonna do, it it's much easier and faster to get yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's um, that's a process that people like to see. They like to see the initial ideas, but. Um, you know, there's some people I know who work, I mean, it's this thing where everybody has their own way of working, you know, I mean, I know people who say, oh, well, you need to maybe go through, like, you know, I don't know, seven or eight iterations of something before you get to the final thing in your head, and that's fine for some people, but I know a very successful concept artist, um, Paul Scott Canavan, who um, is based over here in the UK and in Scotland, and he said that one of his processes is that he usually just goes straight to the, the final idea, like, he, he gets a a base couple of thumbnails, but then he more or less has like, right, that's the final idea, bang, and then works straight in it. Um, and that's yeah, we met on IFCC. He's a great guy. He also yeah. does amazing work. We met. Uh, yeah. yeah, totally. The guys, the guys, a legend. Um, and he, he's just yeah. Uh, when you when you have uh, crystallized what you're gonna do, it's much easier than when you're doing it random because, you know, uh, for example, when I was doing Spirit, or when I was let's do Earth Giant. Uh, when I was doing Earth Giant, and I approached it industrial design like completely industrial design like, and I was like, okay. So the subject is uh, epic, as I remember, it was an epic, yeah. and and I was like, okay, what is epic? Mm. And I was, and then I started analyzing, and then I was like, okay, I want it to be big, I want it to be powerful. I had like 30 words, keywords that it's gonna represent. I had uh, mood boards, I had everything, and it took me like, I think, seven days to complete everything that. And everybody was posting already on the 
art station they were posting uh, initial sketches uh, everything and I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't even on the map right. I didn't have everything and when I was ready I said okay I want to do this and I printed it I put it beside me so I can look at it every time when I when I I'm going from a face to face so I know I'm going in a direction right and and then I started working on it that's how how I approach it you know Wow, yeah, and I mean that's definitely <clears throat> a more direct way of working than you know people would say that you know you need to <clears throat> do a million sketches first and do color theory and you know think about this and that and I mean I think if you if you're educated enough that you know these things um, kind of like maybe not even second nature but you know you you have a, enough grounding that you can approach that stuff you don't have to sketch everything out you don't have to work on colors for ages you know if you know well it should have warm tones it should be this or that then you can kind of go straight to the end result um which i think is, is probably especially in this industry better because then it's less time wasted you know i mean so yeah true well you know how it goes uh, when you are good at something mostly you drew it already so many times that you analyze everything and you know how it works character vehicle environment doesn't matter and you feel re feel relaxed there yeah. why 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 don't be bring that kind of approach to any other project so i'm gonna feel relaxed if i know more about it if yeah. i investigate more i'm gonna feel more relaxed and it's gonna go easier you know yeah definitely 100 percent. yeah definitely um cool cool okay um so i mean like yeah talking about you know kind of future um and moving forward as, as an artist in general um you're obviously working on some projects just now you have these things obviously you can't talk about but um what is your kind of plan moving forward? Do you have like a an end goal, or you do? I mean, like, are you even like I don't know? Are you looking to work in a studio at one point? Are you looking to take on more work, or you know, pursue or teach or lecture? I mean, what's kind of the future for you moving forward? Oof, hard question. Yeah, hard definitely. question. I have I have it in my head, but it always changes yeah. because I have to be very flexible. What happens, you know? Yeah. But but uh, my my I would like mm -hmm. to work on a Marvel movie. I would really like to work on a Marvel movie and to design some stuff for them. That would be my, like, dream. Right, cool. And, yeah, but I, I want to stay here at the moment and I don't want to move. That's right. one of the things that I would like to, how, how much possible it is, I don't know. Right. And uh, at the moment, the end project and the end of this part of the life, I don't know until when I finish it, is the book. Right. Okay. So I'm putting a lot of effort in it. I would cry if it doesn't go good. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, that's that's the that's the end effort of this part of the life, and then we will see where I move later. I don't know where it's gonna take me, but I I would like to work for Marvel, you know, because they are at the moment kicking some ass, and I'm like drawing oh, yeah. over their stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool, so yeah. so cool. Yeah. They're great. I mean, I mean it's, it's still it's not an impossible dream, at least. I mean, I know I know plenty of people who work on. The Marvel franchises, and then, yeah, they just started by doing basic concept work, and then just go the call to, to to work on the films. So I mean, it's it's not impossible. It can it can happen. So yeah. well, anything can happen. We shall see. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see where it goes. But yeah, that's 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 the idea, you know. And the book, uh, I wanted to, to do the best, and then see what happens. Maybe try to push it in some direction, as Dan Luizzi did. Or maybe a game, maybe a movie, who knows where it can go. We shall see. It's a really big universe. It's a huge universe, I will be honest. It started from a vehicles. Now it has 14 characters, uh, seven weapons. Uh, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it doesn't have. So, yeah, that's that's what I would like. We should see. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think, obviously, the strides you've took so far have been... Um, I've been impressive enough. So, at the continued rate you're going... 
things can only get better. So, I mean, it's not like you're going to regress or go backwards, you know, you're only going to go forward. So, I mean... Thanks, um, man. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I can only... I can only hope myself to, to, to do to do good things as well. And, you know, I mean, it's initially obviously starting because my biggest fear at, at, the, at the moment was um, when I finished university, what was I going to do next? And um, I was lucky that Nick gave me uh, an arm and obviously gave me an opportunity to work on their games. So um, that's been great just now. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's inspired me to work harder because now that I've got that initial push to work in the industry um, on this indie game, um, I just want to try and, make my, my my aims higher so yeah it's definitely it's definitely given me a boost anyway in morale and just a, a general feeling of accomplishment so it, that's helped me um with mentality going forward so so yeah that's man, good I, to hear yeah keep man or, keep on rocking yeah definitely and obviously congrats to you as well because obviously you know you you know you can't talk about it but you know you, you're working on stuff so um i think that's always the greatest payoff is when you think that you know you're grinding away and you're making things and you're waiting for that know the phone call now it's the email but you know when you got that first email you must have been like oh yeah you know fantastic this is what i've been waiting for i've got oh I... man you won't believe how happy i was when i got the call <laughs> you won't believe how happy one job I, I got by accident literally by accident over facebook i was like uh, hey um, i'm that and that uh, do you want do you need some work you know from yeah. me literally it was literally like that like because i knew who they were right and i, I was like uh, do you need some work I want to work. I want to work on the movies and stuff like that. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, perfect, perfect. We have something." And they, they literally, <laughs> literally, immediately the same night, yeah. the same night, they sent me the files, and they were like, "Okay, you have two days to finish this." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, sure. no yeah. sleep, no sleep, no sleep." Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, it was. It was, and I'm very. I would like to thank them for that because it was the first job for me. So yeah. 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 I, I can't mention them still. I hopefully soon I will be able. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, man. It's, it's, it's good progress. It's, it's impressive, man. It's awesome. Um, cool. Okay, well, um, we'll come at the end there um, so, so people don't get too bored. Obviously, I think an hour is a sweet spot. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, uh, if people want to get in touch or want to get, you know, check out your work, where can they find you? Where can they, where can they see your stuff? Uh, you can see my stuff on uh, artstation, artofdarmar.com. That's my website and artstation profile. They are connected. Or they can find me on Instagram, art of, uh, how do you say, the, the line when it's down. What's the name? Tilda, right? Is it Tilda? No. Uh, art, art of Dharmar. Art of Dharmar. They can find me on Instagram. Right. And they can me on Facebook, Darko Markovic Dharmar. Mm. If they want to see, if they need some help or anything, they can hit me a message. I always reply to anybody, mostly anybody. Yep. But sometimes, sometimes I get some horrible questions, and I'm like, I can't answer this. <laughs> but, but uh, if they need any help, they can hit me up whenever they want. I'm responding to anything and uh, try to help everybody because uh, I knew how it was for me when I was new. Nobody was there, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever yeah. they need something, they can hit me up. Yeah, I think with things like IFCC and, and industry workshops and Trojan Horse, it's it's good that we know there's this kind of family community spirit that um, we all kind of harbour and. and, and help everybody out as much as we can because we've all been there we've all been starting so um i totally understand and and on the final question would be um when's the book coming out do you know yet uh hopefully in next year it should come out uh hopefully i should bring it uh, we are talking about the ifcc and stuff like that and right. i want to say hello to marco because we became really good over time yeah he's a great time yeah, he's, he's awesome. I hate yeah. him sometimes, but he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say hello to him. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, uh, I will have the book 
on the ICC or two months after it. That's my plan. Right. If I don't spread the story more, because it's already huge and I can't go over 300 pages. Right, okay. And I'm and I'm already on a, a lot of pages. I don't know how that happened, but yes. yeah. when I when I finish the characters, yeah. uh, I'm starting. As I talked with Spirit on everything, we should uh, start to agree how where to move because probably he's gonna publish the book. Right. If he gives a good price, did you hear Spiridon? We need a good price. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <my> solid. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that's it pretty much. Yeah, awesome. Okay, man. Okay. Well, it's been it's been great talking to you. Um, thank you for coming on. Yeah, and sparing your time. Um, I know there was initial bumps in the road, but we got there eventually. So, um, and yeah, man, it'll be great. Um, for everybody else, check out Darko's work. Obviously, it's awesome. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, stay tuned. Um, if you guys want to leave a comment and a like down below in the the comment section, um, usually through YouTube, or leave us even a review on uh, iTunes, um, wherever you listen to us, um, I'll pick a, a name at random um, to whoever responds, and you'll get a free copy of Procreate, um, which we do every time we have an interview. We get free codes from Procreate to. Um, to, so you guys can get a, a taste of the app um, and at the moment you know not a lot of people are, are responding we're getting a couple hundred views per video but nobody's really putting a comment down below but um, if you're the lucky one that does you'll get a free copy of Procreate which is worth a whole £10 so don't be stupid <laughs> respond for god's sake um, it's for free people <laughs> yeah yeah you're saving a whole £10 so yeah plus you're getting an awesome piece of software um, so yeah man so yeah thanks again and uh, yeah we'll talk later um, okay uh, thanks guys bye Yes guys, bye.